are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. You guys, you sold us first company, Elastic.io, and now is building RevOS.ai to help you do things like customer scoring. His, his template for customer scoring went viral. They got 1,000 leads from that, and that really springboarded them to their six first paying customers that pay on average 500 bucks a month. They're doing 3,000 a month day in revenue, totally bootstrapped, wrote their first line of code in November, and now plan to scale from here. We'll see what happens next. Hey, folks. My guest today is Renat Zubarov. He's a serial founder and CEO with a successful exit now in a second venture, building an AI revenue operations system at RevOS.ai. It's his second interview uh, on the show, and we're excited to jump in. First company was Elastic.io. Renat, you ready to take us to the top? Oh, yes. Really happy to be here again. Uh, I'm excited to have you. Close the book on Elastic because you've been on many times over the years. So did you sell the company? You shut it down? What happened? Yeah, we sold it. We sold it. Okay. Uh, to the strategic buyer, it's like a publicly traded company here in Germany. And uh, they acquired it to really build up a product expertise as a product revenue is obviously more higher quality or at least perceived as high quality on the public market. Mm-hmm. And that was basically the plan for that. Yeah. And this sale occurred, I believe, in 2021, right? Yeah, it's quite a while ago. Yes, two years ago, I think we completely exited it, and we did a little bit of burnout at the end, but we stayed till the end, and then also exited it successfully. Did you keep any equity? Because the reporting said that Kogia AG acquired fifty-one percent of the shares. Did you guys keep the other forty-nine percent, or what happened to those? No, no, no. we were completely out. Me and my co-founder Igor, we were completely out. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, got it. And then the earnout was for what? A year, two years? Uh, three years. Three years. Okay. Did you earn? You know, a lot of founders they sell their company. They say, Nathan, how should I think about the earnout? Am I actually going to make it or not? Well, you've done it. Did you actually make what you expected? Uh yes, yes, yes. I mean, it wasn't easy. Um, earnouts are obviously some risks, right? And uh, uh, the, many things changed, right? Uh, the company also grew, and but there's also different, different. You know, once you exited the company, right, you're no longer in a driver's seat. And this change obviously the dynamics, right? It's no longer your company. It's no, 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 not, not, not anymore your baby, right? And there, obviously, sometimes you make decisions which are not you couldn't really affect in the in the new role. Let's say so. Yep. Well, you were. This wasn't a small company. I think you'd scaled it to five or six million bucks of revenue, right? So I guess uh, is that right or no? It's. I don't think no. It's. I don't think the number is correct. We do not publish or we don't do the official numbers on that, but it's small. Okay. I thought we okay. So you were you were smaller than five million in ARR. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's move forward to RevOS. Did you learn anything out of like? Did you learn about the idea or come up with the idea for RevOS while you were at Elastic, or how did you come up with the idea? You know, um, me and my co-founder at Elastic, we were like engineers, and uh, I think you also have a number of engineers here on your show who are like startup founders, entrepreneurs, and every entrepreneur believes like so that we just need to build a great product and then they will come. You know. <laughs> But what we learned also, the sales is actually a very, very important part of the exercise. But what we also got to learn that sales is actually, it's not, it's not an art, you know, 
some people believe like, okay, you need to really hire a great salesperson and then he will go and sell everything you give to him or her. But the sales is just like a process. It's not a, it's not an art, it's a science. And this was like a, 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 a part of what we now believe in Revos and what we actually bring as Revos to the market because we see this revenue operations and this revenue process building is essential for every company. And this is actually where we're going in with our new product. Are you pre-revenue share? Do you have customers? We do have customers. We actually okay. wrote uh, the first line of code in November last year. Um, and uh, right now we have, uh, I think, total around about six paying customers. Oh, great. Um, we did this year around about 200,000 euro. That's great. Um, how much monthly recurring revenue are you doing today? I think we are currently ARR on about 30K. So out of 200K we did this year, 30K is, is recurrent. Okay, got it. So 30,000 USD per month across six. So this is, these are large contracts with these six customers. No, no, no. So, so 30,000 30, ARR and annual. Ah, uh, got so it. It's less. It's less. Okay, got it. So, so six customers paying on average four hundred a month, something like that, four hundred, five hundred dollars. Um, a bit more, but it's like you know the variance is bigger, so this is each number, but uh, it's more than. So actually, the 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 variance would be a bit higher, yeah. But this is, I think, the right the right direction. Yeah. Okay, but generally you're doing three thousand dollars a month, which is about thirty thousand or thirty five thousand dollars of ARR. Okay, Perfect. if that's the case today, but you said you're, you did this whole year, you did over $200,000. How did you do $200,000 if today you're only doing three grand a month? Um, we're also applying our learning from the previous company. Remember the saying from, I think it was Paul Graham, who said, like, do things which does not scale. Uh, we are working such on such an, um, such an urgent problem for every company. So we actually charge our customers for the, for the additional provider, for additional services we actually deliver to them. And they're happy to pay us this money. So you did you did you sold some consulting and services this year, which Correct. is how you generate a revenue. Correct. Okay. What did Correct. those look like? Did were they required if they paid you services to then buy the recurring software on the back end? Um, it's actually a transformative, like like many also companies on your podcast, right? Who are actually combining this agency and software yep. and transforming between them. We follow this path. I think this is also a very good path. Because first of all, we learn real problems, you know, where people pay real money. And then we replace our services with software as we build software along the way. Yep. No, th that makes really good sense. What kinds of things and questions are you asking during the services delivery process to identify what mm -hmm. software to build? Oh, oh, that's um, basically very simple. It's like, what is the most precious problem we actually wanted to solve now? And what are the KPIs? you want to see that the problem is successfully solved. And then we try to build a software and also build the systems and infrastructure to deliver the, let's say, the solution as fast as possible, and then make sure that the solution is, can be productified. So it's not like, you know, one off or one customer, but really like a repetitive product sell. So what are they? What are you hearing when you ask them what's the KPI you care about? What are they saying? Oh, very, very good, very good question. So many people like asking us, okay, how can we, how can we sell more? <laughs> How can we increase efficiency and effectiveness in our sales, customer success, and account management processes? How can we make sure that our salespeople know exactly what to do for with the customer at hand, with the deal at hand, with the lead at hand, and with the customer, existing customer for customer success? And what are the best possible actions they should do now with that particular customer 
to make sure that either, either opportunity is closed one or a customer does not churn or customer buys more of our stuff. Yep. How did you land Henry Shine, Simplifier, F24? How'd you get them as customers? Um, mixture of like outreach. So um, LinkedIn, um, I think LinkedIn network, um, some of the, the automations like, you know, like Apollo, I think is a very good tool. Uh, we use it a lot. HubSpot is also very good support as well as the content actually. So we, <laughs> um, we actually did a lot of interviews in the beginning uh, of Revons. And based on this interviews, we created uh, like a, a spreadsheet for customer health scoring. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept. It's like how to score the customer relationship, like in numbers. And this customer health scoring spreadsheet is now the most widely used customer health score model on the internet. So like it's downloaded over like 2000 times. Already where, from where can we view that? Oh, you just go to Revos AI and then just scroll down. You can see it over there and download it. There's like companies like Microsoft. What is it though? Is Apple. it the customer, the customer health score course? Uh, no, it's customer health score template. It's template. And it's in your footer. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Let's dive deep into this for a second. And so this is just a, I mean, it's a, it's a glorified effectively Google sheet, but you're right. saying like, how did you, so, so you build this and then you post it on LinkedIn and then it went viral and then you put a landing page up or what was the order of operations? Correct. Yeah. We just built a landing page. We did a lot of interviews with customer success people, then we built the landing page and put the knowledge into this. There's like mm -hmm. uh, over 60 different criteria how you can score your customer health scoring. And then it just went viral, you know, the, the like downloads, like few downloads every day uh, over the last year or so, you know. How many total downloads? Oh, I, I don't actually, I don't have an exact number, but it's uh, definitely above 1,000. Interesting. So is this your number one lead gen source right now? Um, it is. Yes, it is. I think this is like a starting of the conversation. And there we see like intent and also people when downloaded, we reach out, there's a sequence behind it. Uh, and then we'll definitely get into the conversation. Yeah, this makes a ton of sense. Okay, so six customers today. You, you're using these landing pages to get new customers. How do you go from six customers to a thousand customers? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, we are currently um, experimenting with search engine optimization. You know, we are big believers in this, like you know, validating and testing hypotheses fast, fast and cheaply. And this is actually where we now invest our resources and time to really see like if we could possibly um, generate some um, compounding effect on the infrastructure and also resources we actually deliver. And additionally to that, we um, launched our product, which is now available. I think we launched it on Dublin, by the way, where mm -hmm. we last time met. Um, we uh, launched it um, on the conference and uh, and also opened the registrations for it. So actually, we have a, like a free plan where everyone can build its own customer health score like in minutes. You took the customer health score concept and then also launched a Udemy course. How is the Udemy course doing? Oh, um, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, we actually did like an interesting pre-sell to that. I think we earned maybe some few thousand dollars of revenue with pre-sell of this course. However, the course itself, I would not do it again, to be honest, because it's actually mostly, um, it's very hard to promote it. It's actually not very workable in a sense. And we're actually going to close it or do it for free or give it give away it for free on Udemy. We are a German company and Udemy has some very complicated taxation forms we need to fill. And all the revenue there is like maybe a few hundred bucks right now. So we're just like a... You know what? We just better open it and just maybe push it on our website instead of Udemy. 
Did you get leads from from a Udemy or no? Um, we are not actually legally allowed to approach these people who are buying a course in legally uh, in, in Udemy. Um, we didn't expect that to be when we started this discussion. Uh, but I think the content we generated is very valuable. So we're definitely going to generate more leads with this content. You're in the HubSpot Solutions Partner Program. Do you get leads from HubSpot? Uh, not yet. Actually, we just launched uh, last week um, a new program where we um delivering um like a customer success, success solution on top of HubSpot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see this as a significant white spot in the market where people are buying themselves like a second CRM like Totango or uh, Churn Zero or Plan Hat, you know, and then fight with the data integration challenges and all this kind of a mess which is created by second CRM in, in operation. And we believe that we can just deliver the best possible experience out of HubSpot. And this is actually who, the new yeah. thing. Who is doing this the best? I mean, you mentioned Churn Zero. There's a lot of companies that sort of say, hey, score your customers. But who do you think is doing this the best right now? Um, I think Just, there's... Besides nice, you. Um, <laughs> this is a good question. Yeah. So the Rails is definitely on top. But um, I think there's uh, definitely um, very few players right now on the market which actually can do it um, scientifically proven good. You know, the problem with health score is like it's very much biased, right? In the sense that when you build it, you just build it on top of your gut feeling. And very few people can definitely validate it. And you need some data science expertise to validate it. But uh, we see a lot of interesting approaches, definitely from companies like Vitaly. Um, and uh, Totango is doing a very good job in content. Uh, mm-hmm. They are very, very, very nice. But uh, Tatango is rather old system, you know, it's a bit clunky, you know, it's developed like Melbourne 10 years ago. I think you had like a founder of Tatango yep. here. In the yeah. um, they do an excellent job in, in this like educating the market. But what we see, there's definitely a merge between this customer success management system as a separate system, like a separate silo and the revenue stack in general. So we see many companies, once they advance in the development, they establish a revenue function on top of like individual silos. Therefore, this individual solutions making less and less sense. Yep. We're not we're out of time here, but some quick questions for you. Did you raise capital here or are you bootstrapped? Uh, we're completely bootstrapped, actually. It's all funded by my own uh, money. We love that. Okay, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, your favorite, uh, your favorite book. Oh, it's actually, I have uh, two books for you I prepared. Uh, first one is Thinking Path, Thinking Slow. This is also the same as I mentioned on a previous interview. Oh, that's like, and the second is Never Split the Difference from Chris Voss. Yep. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I really like what people, what guys, um, um, what Alex and Bastian uh, from Celonis are doing. I'm sure you didn't have them here in the interview, but this is like one of the most interesting startups from Germany, which I saw. Um, and I spoke with, with Bastian like a few few weeks ago in New York. Um, really, really in- interesting company. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Revo OS? Uh, we're using Notion a lot. Also, Notion AI now. So it's very nice, very nice tool. Love it. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, about six. <laughs> about okay. Six. And situation married, single kids? Uh, still married, <laughs> still three kids. But uh, the oldest are already out. So he's uh, studying in Munich right now. So. Ah, amazing. And how old are you? Uh, 43. 43. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, I think what, what I wish you... It always takes longer than you think. That would be like <laughs> my my advice, uh, advice to myself on 20. Yeah. 
You guys, he sold his first company, Elastic.io, and now is building RevOS.ai to help you do things like customer scoring. His his template for customer scoring went viral. They got a thousand leads from that, and that really springboarded them to their six first paying customers that pay on average five hundred bucks a month. They're doing three thousand a month today in revenue. Totally bootstrapped. Wrote their first line of code in November, and now plan to scale from here. We'll see what happens next. We're not. Thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan.